On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I explain why you can either complain or start to live a happier and more meaningful life, but why you can't do both. What is going on? We're back again. This is episode number nine of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I attempt some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number nine in that journey. If you're back again, I hope you've been well since last week. Hope you've had a good week. It's been cold, hasn't it? This week has been like super cold, real winter here in the UK. It feels like finally after what has been a fairly warm November, December, January, the second we've hit like the end of January, beginning of February. Fuck me, it's been cold. But I'm not sure if you've noticed it, it's getting lighter in the evenings now. It was basically daylight at like 5pm today, which is mad, which means we're slowly edging towards spring, which I'm all for because I hate the cold and I hate the dark. And so yeah, bring on spring and summer. But anyway, this week, what's been going on? Well, honestly, um, like I've told you before, I, I record these episodes a few days after the actual week I'm speaking about, right? So Monday to Sunday goes by. And then it gets to like Wednesday or Thursday, the following week, I record this episode and then it's published on a Friday. So the week I'm about to talk about, as usual, happened a few days ago. And even though it was only a few days ago, I literally once again had to check my Google Calendar to even remember what happened. Because it's been, uh, again, just non-stop, as usual. And so everything blurs into one. Uh, but as always, this week has been one of meetings and of new business pitches, and of travel, of long days, and of just kind of getting my head down and getting shit done. Um, I posted to Instagram the other day a story as I was leaving the office at something mad like 11pm, saying that I had never known a January to be as busy as this one was this year. It's just been, it really has been non-stop crazy hours, but it's all part of the process. Um... I also went to see Wales play Italy in the Six Nations on Saturday this week. And you know what? I did not have a clue what was going on. Um, I just, I don't understand rugby. I don't understand the scoring system. I don't understand why you get like a conversion after a try. Um, And I also don't understand how Italy, at, at their big kind of level of team, got on a plane, came all the way to Wales and played a full game without managing to score a single goal or try or whatever it's called. But yeah, went to Six Nations. Uh, And also the final thing that happened this week is that I had my first speaking event of the year confirmed. Uh, I'm going to be telling you all about that in a future episode, probably next week when it's announced. But in the meantime, if you're in the Somerset area, just, just keep an eye out because I'm coming. But anyway, like I say, busy week. Um, If you listened to last week's episode, uh, you'll remember that I spoke about work life and family life and how I had no alternative but to keep my eye on the the ball uh, with both of those things. 
and so this week as I've tried to build a bit of momentum back into my life um, to, to kind of get past that difficult phase, that difficult place that I was in last week, uh, I've been thinking. I see so often these days in places like Twitter, I see people complaining, complaining about things like how much they get paid, moaning about having to go into work the next morning, breaking down why they will supposedly never be able to afford a house and how everything's so unfair. People seem to love to focus on everything they can't do and everything that's wrong. People seem to, for one reason or another, focus on reasons to be demotivated and to dwell on their current situations. And so seeing those kind of tweets whilst going through what I've been through in the last few weeks, which I think is fair to say, probably one of the most difficult and stressful periods of my life that I will have, seeing those kind of complaints seemed weird to me. Weird for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it seems weird to complain about situations which, objectively speaking, aren't that bad. If the biggest problem you have in life is that you slightly dislike your job, or that you might not be able to save for a mortgage deposit whilst in your 20s, or that you're unhappy with the amount you're being paid, you're living a pretty fucking good life. If you've got family and friends and a house to live in and food in the fridge and money in the bank and gas and electric and a five-month-old thousand-pound iPhone in your fucking hand whilst you tweet these things, you're doing all right. And yet, with all of those basic needs met, it seems like it's almost human nature to become complacent with what we already have and start finding issues with our lives, to focus on what other people have and what we don't. It's really easy to feel negative about your situation if all you do is focus on the negatives. So there's that. But then also the second thing, and I think the more important thing that confuses me about people who complain about things in their life is this. You are completely in control of your life. For most people listening to this right now, probably like 98% of your life is within your control. There are things you can't control, for sure. So take my case, for example. My dad's illness and the situation surrounding that is absolutely something that I can't explicitly control. And it does, of course, have an effect on my life and the things that I can sometimes do, and perhaps my mood from time to time. But more generally, everything else within my life is within my control. Everything within my life is within my control and everything within your life is within your control. A couple of weeks ago I spoke about the idea that the only things that we can control in our lives are our thoughts and our actions. But think about it, your thoughts and your actions are exactly what dictates what kind of a life you live. From like a bird's eye view right down to a granular level, your thoughts and your actions dictate your life. Generally speaking, with exceptions that I won't go into, you control your thoughts. All of them. And again, generally speaking, with some exceptions, you control your actions. You control all of your own thoughts and all of your own actions, and therefore you are entirely in control of every element of your life. If you're unhappy with your level of fitness, you can do something about it by changing the foods you eat, or 
joining a gym or some kind of exercise group or activity that makes sense for you. If you don't like your job, you can grind through until you're able to find a new one. And if you don't feel that you're qualified for the job that you actually want, well, guess what? You're in control of that too, because you are in control of your skill level, of the effort that you put into learning new things and new ideas. You're in control of the amount of time you spend networking and building new connections and doing all of the things that make you more valuable to prospective employers. Whenever there's something in life that you can complain about, there's an opportunity for you to get your head down and work on addressing an issue or overcoming a challenge. Nobody ever got anywhere by complaining about how bad they have it. And yet everybody who's ever achieved anything has done so by putting in the work. Because at least in my opinion, the choice that we all face is binary. There are only two options. If you're unhappy with an area of your life, you can do one of two things. You can, as so many people on Twitter seem to do, you can continue to be unhappy and complain about it and not progress. Or, wild idea, you can stop complaining, you can start working out how to move past the issue and you can progress. It's either complain or progress. There's no third option. And so it just frustrates me when I see so many people who genuinely believe for one reason or another that their own life is somehow out of their control. Almost as if life is some pre-written journey in which you go to school and then get a job and then retire and then die and that there's no wiggle room in between that to do the things that you want to do and to live the life that you want to live. And this idea that, for example, if you don't do well in school, that's it, your chances are over. That's a lie that culture has told us. All of these things are lies that culture has told us. They may have been true in the past, before I was born, before I was this age. Frankly, I don't know, so I can't speak on that. But what I do know from first-hand experience is that that is no longer true. I know because I'm living this life right now that you get out of life exactly what you put into it. And so as I was reflecting on that and thinking about this week, a book came to mind as it always seems to do there's always a book in my mind when I talk about these kind of things uh, and again it was a book that I've read a while ago I've actually since given the book away I um I left it in a dressing room in Bristol with the hope that Dermot Kennedy who was playing that venue the next night would pick it up because I know that he listens to this guy's podcast I don't know if he got the book I hope he did um I would say Dermot if you're listening but let's be real Dermot Kennedy isn't listening but either way the book is called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I can never say his name. And one of the key ideas from the book is that discipline equals freedom. That without discipline, you can never actually achieve any form of freedom in life, despite how paradoxical that sounds. To achieve anything worthwhile in your life, to lose weight or start a business or master a sport, you need to have a higher than average level of self-discipline and to hold yourself accountable. And in the short term, that discipline limits the immediate freedom you have. So taking again the example of losing weight, the discipline required to stick to a healthy diet and to exercise regularly steals from you the immediate freedom that you once had to eat what you wanted and to spend your time doing the things that you once did. But in the long run, Having the discipline required to maintain a healthy diet and work out and do all of those other things gives you much greater freedoms. Freedoms of 
better physical health and a longer life and so on. But without the discipline, you can't have the freedom. The path of least resistance leads nowhere worthwhile. And so if you take anything away from this long-winded, slightly passive-aggressive reflection, it should be this. You are completely in control of your own life and where you end up. So what are you going to do about that? And to be honest, other than that, um, that's only, that's really the only thing I've been reflecting on this week because this has been somewhat of a, uh, a restorative week in as much as I've tried, I've been trying to restore some of those good habits and momentum and focus and so on that the last few weeks, like I spoke about in last episode, have derailed. But there is one more thing I want to talk about in this episode. Uh, I want to tell you about something that I'm going to be trying over the next few weeks so that by time I know the results, I can report back to you and it will kind of make sense. Um, and this this comes from an idea that I've heard a few people suggest in one way or another. I know that Steve Bartlett and Chris Williamson have both spoken about this idea in one way or another in the past. And it's the idea that the timelines that we scroll are basically just books and they make us who we are, right? So we read thousands and thousands of tweets and Facebook posts and Instagram captions per month. And when you add up all of those words that we read from all of those tweets and posts, despite how small they are as individual posts, you add up all those words, we're basically reading fucking books, right? And so for the same reason that I only read reasonably specific non-fiction books, um, I think that it's important that I change the books that I'm reading in the form of tweets. Because books and the type of books we read decide what we take from them. They decide what we learn and how we think. They change our perspective and they alter our view on the world. And so if you consider lots and lots of tweets clumped together to be a book, changing who you follow and the content you consume on the internet is kind of changing the books you read to better ones, right? And so that's that's exactly what I'm going to be trying for the next few weeks. I'm going to be keeping my main Twitter exactly as it is uh, because A, I like to post to it and B, because um, I like to use it as a almost a contact book of interesting people that I uh, follow and I'm followed back by so that at any moment in time, either of us can get in touch with each other without having to go through the usual emailing and all that stuff. So I'm going to keep my current Twitter account as it is. Uh, but that same Twitter account is actually full of lots of pointless tweets when I open the timeline right. Shit that I don't care about and shit that I end up reading anyway and shit that steals my attention. And so here's what I'm going to try. I'm going to make a second Twitter account. Not under my name, not with any kind of profile set up, not to post, not to tweet, none of that, just the account. And then I'm going to carefully follow between, say, 10 and 20 of the most interesting intelligent, thought-provoking people that I know. And that will be the primary account that I, that I have logged in on my phone. So every time I open Twitter, rather than reading the latest Love Island bollocks, which, by the way, I watch Love Island, I'm just always six days behind, so I'm getting the spoilers on Twitter. But rather than reading that, I'm going to be reading the thoughts and insight by literally the most intelligent people that I know of and that I can find on the planet. I'm going to be reading good content by really smart people and I'm going to be thinking and learning and discovering whilst doing that 
So I'll still be posting from my main account, but this second Twitter account will all it will be about controlling what I consume. And I think that it's going to be really worthwhile. Um, but I'll keep you updated on how that goes. I may slip back into my old ways and go back to reading Love Island spoilers. Uh, but until then, let's give this a go. And so that's it for yet another episode of Life and Lessons. Uh, by the way, it's mad that I'm hitting episode number 10 next week. But in the meantime, that's it. I'm done. That was my week. But before you rush off and think that this episode is ending, it's not yet. I just want to say one more thing before I go into the usual bollocks at the end about fucking following me and sharing the episode. Um, I know that at the end of every episode, I thank you for listening and thank you for messaging me and so on. And yeah, like... I mean it every week, but this week, uh, the response from last week's episode was fucking incredible. It was really, really special. Um, I won't go into any details of any of the messages that I've had because that wouldn't be the right thing to do. But some of the messages that I had from a handful of you in response to the story about my dad last week were incredible. It's amazing to be able to share such a personal story and to speak so openly about something which would have otherwise been kept behind closed doors, and then to have the platform to start conversations with people who have gone through or are going through similar things. And so, as well as just saying thank you to anybody who messaged, as well as everybody who listened, I just want to say that I feel really fortunate to have this platform. As small as it may be, I just feel fortunate to be able to speak to you every week, and have you come back and listen and give me your time, and sometimes even message, and I'll never take that for granted. I know that we're only nine episodes in, and that there are many to go, so I don't know where this podcast will go, but whilst it's just a few of us, um, it's incredible just to have these conversations, and so, yeah, thank you for listening. Right, that is actually it now. As always, um, feel free to drop me a message if you want to talk about anything covered in this episode. I am, of course, Spooner Sean on Instagram. That's spelled S-P-O-O-N-E-R-S-E-A-N. And remember, if you're not already, to hit that follow or subscribe button somewhere inside of Spotify or Apple Podcasts to make sure that you're the first to know each week when a new episode drops. And finally, um, as I always ask you to do, and as so many of you always do, so thank you for that, please do share this episode Uh, If you thought it was worthwhile with either a friend or somewhere on social media, um, the numbers are growing, which is incredible. And it's all thanks to you lot, because frankly, I don't have many followers on Instagram. I don't have many followers on Twitter. And these followers are coming from somewhere. So it has to be down to you sharing it. And so thank you for that. Right. Anyway, I am off to Berlin to see H and to see Louis Capaldi. And I'm sure I will tell you all about that little adventure in next week's episode. But... In the meantime, have a good week, and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 10, madness, episode number 10 of Life and Lessons. See you then.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.